Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel. It's the back nine with more golf coach Dan Dunlap, and we've got senior Brock Rumpke in the studio. Guys, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having us again. We always appreciate coming in here and talking about Crusader Golf. I'm feeling great. Ready for the end of a season tomorrow. Welcome, guys. Um, the numbers for the, the back nine podcast, Coach, have been outstanding. So hopefully you're getting some nice feedback We've uh, had some good stories over our video interviews over the years, and hopefully the fans of Moeller Golf have enjoyed these podcasts because it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We absolutely love coming in here and uh, just reaching out to a different part of our Moeller Golf family and uh, you know, extended family and friends of our, our Moeller Golf family get to listen in and right. watch the live stream. And uh, my only uh, uh, problem is finding the time in my schedule to yeah. come in here more often so we could uh, get more updates and more podcasts. But we're going to work on that for this offseason and next year for sure. The uh, time demands for a successful golf program. I mean, you start before any other fall sport. Yeah. I mean, because you do a lot over the summer, too. But you guys fired up earlier than any other fall, fall sports yeah. team. And we're in week eight of the football season. You guys are still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is definitely a time commitment. Uh, we obviously don't coach for the money, as you know. Yes, but, I remember um, those days. We absolutely love it. And uh, we, we do things different than some other schools. You know, for example, when we started our year, we left Moeller uh, Monday morning at like 7 a.m. And we went and played in a tournament in uh, uh, Weatherington Country Club up here in uh, Westchester. Then we traveled to Cleveland that night. We played Cleveland Tuesday. Then we went to Columbus Wednesday, Thursday. We didn't drop the boys off till Thursday afternoon. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a strong four-day start. But uh, you know what? That makes us better. And that's uh, why we're here today talking about the big event this weekend. One of the things I've always heard is the reason that golfers are so good is because they play so much, you know, 18, 30, you know, 36 yeah. holes a day. And, you know, that, that repetition, it's like back in my baseball days, you know, repeating that motion, whether yeah. it's a pitcher, catcher, uh, swing, you know, the more you do it, the better you're going to be. Absolutely. You know, I always say practice makes permanent. It doesn't make perfect because if you're practicing the wrong things, the wrong right. fundamentals, you're just going to ingrain a bad habit and you're your putting stroke, your swing. So we practice the right things. We practice fundamentals. And, uh, you know, we have a, a conservative nature, but we also have a, a confidence in our program and in our boys, you know, to make the correct swing when it needed. Yeah, that's fantastic. Brock Rumke is joining us in studio. Brock, welcome. Uh, how long have you been playing golf? You're a senior, but uh, when, when did you pick up the sticks? I picked up the sticks eighth grade year. And it was the first time I really played golf. My friend got me into it, and he was like, "So it was just something to do that day." He said, "Hey, let's go play, pick up, and go go down to uh, Lunkin and play a par three, or what? What what got you going?" So I went to St. Margaret of York Grade School, okay. and they have a golf team, and they're like, "Hey, we need another player. Can you play?" And I was like, "Why not?" My sure. dad really wanted me to play, so I got clubs, played, terrible. <laughs> yeah, but you enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was a great sport. I always played hockey and baseball growing up, sure. so I loved that. And golf brought out something different in me. Then I came to Moeller freshman year, and Coach Dunlap took over, and that was sure. his first year. And he was like, all right, let's see what these freshmen do. If they play well, we can play, put them on varsity. Right. And I was one of the three seniors, along with Ryan Kelly, who's another senior on the team, and Drew Machaki, who played freshman year in varsity. And it 
with Coach OB, I grew my love for golf. And, it's fantastic. OB yeah. will do that to you. Oh, yeah. It's hard not to love golf with him. Let me ask a question. On Smoy, uh, when you played golf, is that a fall or spring sport in the junior high? Uh, it's fall. It is fall as yeah. well. Okay. Interesting. Well, welcome to the uh, podcast studio. Uh, congratulations on a great season. It's Thank not you. over yet, but congratulations <laughs> so far where you are. Thank you so much. Hopefully that congratulations goes to first place state next week yeah i like the confidence coach um a, a great year we talked about that and uh you you had inklings when we when you were in here with jason uh earlier in the season that it was going to be a successful year it was a successful year the guys played great golf for you let's um let's do a little bit of review um why don't we focus on the quad matches in the gcl play kind of walk the fans through that and how it went, how the guys played, and the competition within the GCL this year. Yeah, so the GCL competition is always tough with Elder X and LaSalle. And uh, so we do things a little different than other leagues around the state of Ohio where we have four quad matches since there's four schools in the sure. GCL. We have a nine-hole match uh, at LaSalle's home course, Elder's home course, X home course, and our home course. And then we have a 36-hole GCL tournament to end it. So... We have 72 total holes. That's unique. And it's a cumulative score. Wins it, second, you know, first team all GCL, et cetera, et cetera. So we started off well and shot a 152 at uh, Clovernook and won our first quad match. And that was our first quad match win in a few years. Sure. And then, uh, unfortunately, we took a a tumble in the middle part of our year. And it wasn't just the GCL. It was... uh, Overall, we started off very well in our season yes. with a couple of wins, a couple second-place finishes, and then, you know, that thing called school starts, and uh, we just haven't mastered that uh, getting Gets ready. Gets in the way of good golf. Yeah, getting ready for a match after school is not always easy, and uh, not just this year's team. Over sure. the years, it's been that way, and uh, unfortunately, we struggled in our nine-hole GCL matches, and then we came back in the GCL quad and or tournament at uh, Beaver Creek and Glenview, played really well in those two courses, and uh, I think that was a big part of our success in qualifying for state was that really strong round we played uh, the second day at Glenview Golf Course for the GCL Championship. So we finished second in the GCL this year. Unfortunately, we lost to St. X. Mm-hmm. Um, they played extremely well during the nine-hole quad matches. Uh, they had one round where they were under par as a team, which is pretty unheard of for a high school golf program. In and a uh, tough course. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know what, uh, as I told our boys – uh, when somebody beats you like that, you, you absolutely you just tip your cap to them, shake their hand, and say, hey, great golf. You right. know, we'll see you again this weekend. Uh, but um, my big push this year, I, I didn't put a lot on the nine-hole quad matches that we were losing. We lost the last three of them. Because to get to state, which was our, our ultimate goal in win state, yes. you have to play well in the 18-hole tournaments and mm-hmm. the 18-hole events. So with the nine-hole events, if you shoot a 40 on the nine holes, our guys can come back pretty easily, and they have all year with 35s and 36s on the back, on the back and we're shooting 75, 76 instead of 40s. Right. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't too concerned. I wanted to use it as learning opportunities for our boys on what we could work on going right. forward. But I tell you what, we've had uh, just such a solid year on our 18-hole tournaments, which is really about 90 percent of our season right and uh you know once we got into the postseason these guys they, they knew what to do sure. and they're this was not foreign to them yeah yeah they're they're used to it. i mean we played the best of the best all right. year in terms of competition in the courses around the state of ohio so uh yeah unfortunately the gcl we finished second but uh you know we learned from it we played really well in the gcl championship we had uh one player first team all gcl and thomas henderson then mm-hmm. we had two uh 
or three players, two, three, three players, second. Uh, second team, all GCL with Brock being one of them. So, fantastic. Congrats, Brock. Thank you. Tell me, um, you guys play a lot of invitationals uh, early on in the year and throughout. Uh, give me a comparison on the level of competition in an uh, a, a invitational in Columbus versus playing a, a GCL quad. Uh, GCL quad is just a lot harder because, I mean, you're playing some of the guys you know, you play grade school golf with, sure. and it just brings something else to you. Then Does you, it make you uh, – do you have to find yourself, especially probably freshman, sophomore year, as you're getting used to playing in difficult situations like that, did you find your short game or your putting or your drives struggle a little bit being more tense in a match like that? Oh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, like when I would get to my first tee, sometimes I would just be – my heart would be pounding, and it's just weird. Right. And then you find out where your comfort zone is. Okay. So usually after my first shot, I'm like, all right, time to go. Let's try to get a win. Right. And now, do you have that same pumping feeling when you're – uh, in Cleveland or Akron or Columbus playing an invitational? Well, usually, yeah, but it's but not, not so as, much. Yeah, not as bad because it's like, well, yeah, we're going to win 18, or 18 holes. We got the mentality of the beginning of the year. We're like, we're going to win this. Sure. Like our first our first uh, tournament was at Weatherington, and we stepped up. Coach Thompson was like, if, hey, if we have 18 pars and we have 74, 72s, we shot 288. We ended up shooting 288 that day, and mm-hmm. it kind of set a tone for the rest of the season. We're like, all right. We'll get up to the 18 holes, and we'll be like, let's go. Let's Got do it. this. And the boys were just really feeling well after that. And, I mean, when we go up to Cleveland, we felt comfortable. We sure. were ready. And, well, so those so those 16 GCL quads you've played in over four years with that heart pumping, mm-hmm. next week when you get to Columbus, you're going to be familiar with that heart pumping feeling. Oh, yeah. Like, I was more nervous at sectionals than I was at districts and I feel same thing that stays because there's no cut at this point sure it's, it's my last ride now this is me Ethan and Ryan's last ride and most of the guys so we're, it's time like let's end on a good note let's bring some to Mueller yeah sounds exciting so let's uh, it's a good segue into sectional play coach let's talk a little bit about the sectional play this year yeah sectionals were at Sharon Woods golf course this year and uh as I learned uh, from my mentor, Coach Bonet, uh, we don't sleep the night before sectional. And uh, realistically, we, we we knew the team we had, and we knew uh, how good we can play there at Sharon Woods. Uh, no offense to Sharon Woods. It's a great uh, Hamilton County what, public what golf course. What kind of course. shape is uh, Sharon Woods in these days? It, it was an okay shape. Okay. The greens fairways were uh, were watered and good. Uh, the rough was really browned out, which made it difficult because sure. if you miss the fairway or green, the ball rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls until right. usually at Sharon Woods it finds Woods, which isn't good. So we put a we put a focus on uh, putting the ball in play and just hitting to the middle of the greens and letting the other teams you know make the big numbers. And I tell you what, we got off to uh, a very interesting start to say the least. And after the third or fourth hole, I'm sitting there scratching my head like, what is going on here? And the wind started picking up. And just like our team's done all year, they buckled down and they just uh, got after it the last 13, 14 holes. And uh, we pulled out a solid victory, first sectional victory in, uh, since 2015 for, um, for the Muller Crusaders. And that was, that was great to see. I was so pumped to see how we won and how the, uh, the guys just pulled it out. And uh, that was a big confidence builder for us, too. You know, we had some good teams in sure. our sectional with uh, Lakota East and Mason and then Loveland, Sycamore. Uh, Good golf. Yeah, yeah. So shooting a 301 at sectionals and pulling out that victory was a huge momentum boost. 
And really, it just carried along the momentum that we've had all year long. Like I said, we started off the season really well. We were on fire, and then unfortunately, we took a dip for a, a few weeks sure. in, in the middle it's of the okay. year. But uh, man, we we've we've really come on strong uh, the end of the year, and, and our guys are focused. Uh, you know, I, I always said it: the hardest thing to do is to get to state. You know, we got through sectionals, and mm-hmm. then. You know, districts was a whole nother animal. Now we're playing the best of the best from the west side of Cincinnati, the east and west parts of Dayton. And uh, for us to go up there into uh, Glenview, I'm sorry, and finish second and punch that ticket to state, it was a great feeling. We played uh, head-to-head with X in that group, so we knew as sectional champs that— No uh, surprises there. Yeah, we, right. we knew. I mean, they won their sectional by, I think, 29 shots, something like that. And uh, we won ours by six over Lakota East. And— uh, so we knew going into districts, very simply, if we beat St. X playing with them, we know we're going to, mm-hmm. to state, and we were able to do that and uh, beat a lot of other good teams. And I tell you what, it was a stressful day as a coach to, to be there well, for Let me ask this hour. question. I want to ask this yeah. question. Going back to uh, Sharon Woods, as a former coach, I've always wondered um, the importance of a coach in a golf match. So you're three holes in, and you're saying to yourself, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Are you able to coach – uh, the players uh, during a match because I don't I'm, I'm asking because I don't know what what is your involvement during a match and can you fire them up or you know tell them to keep their head down don't pull you know what, what happens there when you're scratching your head saying uh, what's going on after three yeah. holes no great question for those of you that uh, don't know how high school golf and college golf works but uh, the Ohio High School Athletic Association instituted a new coaching rule uh, about six seven years ago to okay. now we can actually coach on the golf course. So I can walk the fairways with oh, them. I can walk nice. them. I can coach and talk to them every second up until they set foot on the putting green. Not allowed to talk to them once they get to the green. Uh, because but every hole you can talk with absolutely. them. Absolutely. So when a guy, you know, has a bad hole, uh, you know, Brock, for example, I can pull him aside or walk with him from the green to the next tee and say, okay, that's in the past. Let's refocus on the next shot. I mean, these guys get sick and tired of hearing me well, say Well, I'm going to ask thing. Brock here in a second once we wrap <laughs> this up. Um, Brock, tell me about that now that, that you've played for four years with that new OHSA rule that the coach can walk the course with you. How did you like that? What Did you find it helpful? Did you find it, God, coach, I got this. Let me go. You know, that type of thing. What, what What's your thoughts on that? I definitely enjoy it because sometimes I get in my own head and Coach Dunlap will call me down and be like, hey, focus on the next shot. It doesn't matter what happened. Sure. I could three-putt and Coach be like, hey, doesn't matter. Let's finish strong. Like there was one tournament, uh, Mirfield. I started my first two holes. I went double bogey. <laughs> finished the round at 76, I think. Gotcha. And Mirfield, not not an easy course. No. Obviously. Then, um, That's tough just to walk. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tough walk, but – I really like it. Coach Dunlap also can bring us snacks, which nice. helps a lot. Because I mean, playing some especially of these, eighteen, yeah, playing yeah. some of these rounds, it ends up being five and a half hour rounds. It's not easy. So help me with logistics. Yeah. So if you have six golfers out there, or f- five or six golfers, six golfers for the GCLs, uh, five for the postseason. So how would you, uh, you? Let's say we're on the fourth hole uh, at Kendale. Mm-hmm. How would you just stay? Sit, you can be at the tee box sure and then would you just hang after do you go out after do you wait at the tee box after all the guys hit and then go 
hang out in the fairway and coach them as they come by? I'm just under, uh, yeah. curious about the logistics. No, great question. Uh, my philosophy is based more on how college coaches do it, where I like to focus on the par threes. Okay. Because at a par three, when the first guy, if I have five guys in a row coming through that par three, I can stand on that par three with the first guy. So say Brock comes to that uh, par three as the first man of our five guys. We can talk about the win, yardage, club selection. Share information. Share information. Okay. So we did this at sectional district where Brock would hit a great shot uh, on a par three, you know, right into the middle of the green, and he'd be like, Coach, that's the exact distance. Or maybe he went a little long and said, you know what, I believe it's going to be playing 170 instead of 176, as we talked ah. about. And then when the next player comes through, I tell them, okay, this is what Brock hit. This is what the distance we thought it was playing. You know, and then by the time the – the last couple guys come through. I mean, we have it down to a science of we know exactly what the wind's doing. So, usually on a golf course, if you can play the par threes well, you can score well. Those tend to be the hardest holes. Very uh, interesting in relation to par. So, you know, I could do, and some coaches do what you say. They they could be with a guy and hit a tee shot, walk him down to the fairway. He hits the second shot, walk him up to the green. I tend to focus more on the par threes because sure, I think your that's way is the, certainly more efficient. Yeah, best bang for the buck, and and we can get more information to the guys rather than me just walking and talking with them. Wow, that's that's great stuff. I, as much as I've been covering Moeller golf for ten years now, I never knew that. It's uh, kind of kind of interesting, and uh, it sounds like your golfers are certainly uh, the benefactors of that information. Yeah, yeah, coaching can uh, make or break a, a round. You know. Uh, if we're out there and we can put out the fire per se, if sure. there's one going, or a lot of times it's just encouragement. You know, I'll never forget uh, the Ohio Westland golf coach. Uh, he always talked about the importance of positivity on the golf course. So you, as a coach, you need to have positive body body uh, you know, language, language, etc. You yep. need to your your words need to be chosen carefully. And, and I would like to say I'm uh, I, I model that example most of the time, but yes. sometimes. <laughs> as any coach yes. we, we can it gets the best of we us we can want to strangle the kid next yes. to me here <laughs> i got gotcha. you well coach that's great insight i, I think uh it, you know it's been a, a very uh um successful season yeah you had a dip but you know what what good program doesn't have a dip yeah. when that long season so brock uh coach uh great first segment uh, anything else you want to hit there in that first segment i think we're i think we're at a good stopping point to take a break and come back and uh Talk about what's left for Moeller Golf this season. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. This is Rob Ebel and head coach Dan Dunlop and Brock Rumpke. It's the back nine of Moeller Golf and episode five, coach. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Romaldo has been helping men and now women look their best for over 50 years. Established in 1968 by Master Taylor Romaldo in the quaint community of Madeira, Ohio, Romaldo has become a Cincinnati staple for authentic menswear, bespoke garments, and old world tailoring, gathering national recognition while staying true to their goal of delivering exceptional products with unparalleled service, Romualdo is truly a destination for any style-minded individual. Located at 7121 Miami Avenue in the heart of Madeira, Romualdo is more than just a suit shop. Stop in for anything from denim and t-shirts to sport coats, sweaters, grooming products, and much more. As we approach the holidays, Romualdo is your one-stop shop for the best gifts for the men and women in your life. Centrally located just 15 minutes from downtown, 10 minutes from Hyde Park, and a quick jaunt from Mason, Romualdo, suited for the everyday man. 7121 Miami Avenue in Madeira. Are you looking to produce your own podcast? 
ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive in town. Contact us today at sales at ESPMediaSN.com or 513-655-4966. That's 513-655-4966. It's your podcast. We just produce it. We're back here in the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel. It's the back nine with more golf coach Dan Dunlap. It's episode five. We have special guest senior Brock Rumpke in studio with us, guys. Second segment, Brock, let's start off with your best round of golf this year. Let's talk about, uh, you, you mentioned it before um, before we went on the air. Tell, tell the fans about your best round this year. I had a 69 this year at Stone Ridge uh, Golf Course in uh, Bowling Green, Ohio. And Coach was really excited about that because of these uh, breadsticks he, he missed from his college days. And I remember bef- the night before, we went to this restaurant and had this food. And we end up not thinking we were going to have a tournament because it was just pouring rain and storming the entire night. Okay. So we got up at, I think, about 6 in the morning. I was rooming with uh, Ryan Kelly, and he gets up and goes, we're playing. And I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> So is, was that your best round ever? Uh, I have actually had two 69s in Muller career, and I had a 69 over this summer for the Ohio Am qualifier. Wow. Yeah, that was That's a great field up there. Uh, Toledo St. John's Invitational, and uh, this was a brand-new golf course that we never played before. And, uh, you know, again, that was uh, part of our, our quick start to this year, and uh, we were able to – Finished second there. Unfortunately, St. Ignatius got us by one. Uh, they and us have been battling all year long on some of our tournaments, and uh, they got us by one. We finished second, but uh, Brock was individual medalist with that 69. And Outstanding. Yeah, we played really well, and it was uh, it was very fun to see him just uh, get off to such a great start his senior year. It's uh, a great feeling as a coach when your seniors go out on top and they uh, they they play the, the the as good as they want their senior year. That's great. Do you remember your a uh, favorite shot that round that that you can tell the fans about that was just uh, you're like oh wow that was a great shot. I remember a par three with Coach Dunlap sitting there and I was the first one to come up and he goes all right it's about one sixty five to pin and I hit an eight iron. And I hit it, and I immediately went, go in. And Coach looks at me and goes, what are you talking about? And it hit and was about a foot from the pin. And I tapped in a birdie, turned around, and gave a, give You're a, good. Fist, give a fist bump back to him, and he just started freaking out. That's outstanding. <laughs> Isn't it great when it works that way? It is. It's all coaching. You know, you yep. give them the yardage and say, hit it this exact yardage, and then they execute oh, it properly. And, uh, <laughs> that's outstanding. Well, on um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but on November third, you're going to be uh, signing to play golf at, at the next level. Tell the fans uh, w- what you're going to be doing on November third and where you're signing. Uh, luckily, I met Coach Arlinghouse and played golf in front of him, and I will be signing with Wright State University. Great! So it's not far. Mom and Dad can go watch you play, and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, congratulations! That's. Thank you. Uh, that's pretty exciting stuff, Coach. It is, and it's a great connection, too, because Coach Arlinghouse, I actually played golf with at Moeller back in the day. He's uh, two years older than me, and so he's a Moeller awesome. golf alumni, and uh, he's always uh, maintained contact with the team and think, see how things are going, and uh, he's built quite a program up at Wright State as well, and uh, you know, we've had some really good talks about Brock this year, and uh, I, I think it's a great fit for both uh, Brock and Coach Arlinghouse. I'm excited to see uh, the next four years and see where he can go well the season's not over yet but congratulations on that that's Thank that's you. outstanding um next week 
uh, we're at state this week. This week, I said next week, but I meant this week. <laughs> yes. This week, yeah, you got the car out there. You're ready to go. <laughs> but before we talk about your expectations for this week, let's talk a little bit about the history of Moeller Golf uh, at OSU because it's been a, it's been a heck of a run. I can think back on. Chris Ash in those days, going all the way back to that when I was coaching, and uh, there's been some great successes of Moeller Golf uh, at, at OSU. Yeah, it has. We've been very blessed with our uh, our program that we've been able to go to Scarlet, uh, which is where the state tournament is held on Ohio State's campus, phenomenal golf course. We've been able to go a number of times uh, since I've been affiliated with the golf program. My oldest brother, his team qualified for state in 1992, okay. and then I qualified uh, with my team in 95, 97, and then uh, went off to college and came back to start coaching in 2003, and we qualified for state 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We missed it in 11, but then 12, 13, and 14, we went back. We won it in 14, yes. and uh, this so happens to be the five-year anniversary of our state championship uh of 2014 and uh you know i've been using that uh sliding that into our our guys heads throughout the year just to get them to understand absolutely and you know those boys in 2014 were in the same shoes our guys were in right now and uh they had a saying in 2014 and we had it written on our hats said why not us Mm -hmm. you know i remember everybody is in the same position we're starting at ground zero everybody has to go through sectional everybody has to get through district everybody has to deal with the nerves of state and, and you know what why not us this year why, why can't our guys do it you know we've gone out and battled the best and we beat the best and uh so we're uh we're pretty confident going into certainly this tested absolutely certainly battle tested brock what does it mean to you to be playing in state uh it's really a dream come true i mean going from playing golf in eighth grade and never really seen myself playing golf and then coming out now playing state it's awesome and I remember a coach telling us uh, at the beginning of the season that everyone thought Muller Golf Dynasty was done. Yeah. They never never thought about us playing golf this year. And coming out and now going to state, playing with everyone else, with those guys who thought we weren't going to be here, it's going to feel great playing against them, really showing what we can do. I can tell you the guy sitting next to you thought you could. Because oh. I think back to the first podcast, you, you knew you had something special brewing, but you were like, hmm. I'll keep that a little quiet. You, you knew you yeah. had something special. Yeah, we've been building uh, for a couple years now. It takes a while to get your uh, your culture and your program instituted, and uh, and you know what? We use that chip on our shoulder all year long. I'll sure. never forget that. We uh, we had a couple of uh, coaches and players. You know, I heard some of the chatter before this year about how uh, we weren't going to be much, and um, we knew differently. And you know, as a coach, I use that for our benefit. Motivation. And, uh, I'll never forget, there was one tournament, um, uh, I won't mention names or teams or schools or anything, but one tournament we were paired with uh, some schools that usually were not paired with. Usually okay. the, the, the worst schools are paired with uh, yep. you know the worst schools in a sure. tournament. And uh, I pulled our guys off the driving range when I got the pairings, and, uh, and I just lit into them as far as, guys, if this doesn't motivate you to go out there and get your respect today, then I don't know what will. And I tell you what, we went out in some bad weather, and we lit won it the, up. We won the tournament against uh, you know the best teams in the state of Ohio, and uh, I tell you what, our guys uh, continued to use that as motivation. That's and awesome. I'll every now team. and then, I'll drop a little uh, you know reminder about uh, your respects out there waiting for you on that golf course. Go grab it. Well, that's that's a, a great uh, spot to wrap this up, guys. I wish you nothing but the best. I think uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this afterwards. You know, Absolutely. Uh, you know, 
to get a, a couple of the other seniors in here. You're welcome to bring Brock back. He's not excluded just because he's here today. Uh, best of luck. <laughs> Thank uh, you. you know, go up there and uh, come back with some hardware. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. So to Crusader Nation out there, come support us. This Friday, Brock's teeing off at 9.50, and then the rest of our team will be right behind him. And then uh, Saturday's tee times are going to be based on Friday's finish. Sure. But, uh, yeah. How's the weather for uh, Friday, Saturday? Knock on wood, we're looking pretty good. We're looking at, uh, it's going to be chilly uh, tomorrow for the practice round, but then it's going to get to a high of about 64, 65 on Friday. And then Saturday, we're going to be pushing 70 degrees, which is unusual for the state tournament. You'll take that all day long. Uh, We'll sign on the dotted line. But, uh, you know, our guys are ready for anything. I don't care if it's raining, hail. We're we're playing with house money right now. We the hard part's over. Now right. we're just going to enjoy, enjoy this it. week and and have fun. And you know what? Uh, we'll uh, we'll deal with that pressure and uh, play the best golf we can. Well, best of luck. I hope it's a great success for the Crusaders. Uh, we'll touch base uh, sometime here in the next few Absolutely. weeks to wrap the season up and uh, hopefully have a congratulatory uh, podcast. Uh, this is Rob Ebel, head coach Dan Dunlop, Brock Rumpke. Uh, Thanks for coming in, guys. This was the Back Nine for Molar Golf, Episode 5. Have a good night and uh, take care.